From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, it's that time of the month again for Over the Back Fence with Walter Williams and Ashley Mack. On the show we discuss the new galvanised festival... The Parliamentary Crime and Corruption Committee, the PCCC, inquiry into the C's investigation of former Logan councillors and related matters. The Jets' NRL bid, Ash Barty on fire at the Cincinnati Open, and Westmorton Health needs your help. To name a crane. It's Wednesday, August 25, 2021, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to Elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Walter Williams, he's called Ipswich home for 30 years and you've heard his voice as a leading voiceover talent in Australia and was previously heard on QFM, Star FM and River. Welcome, Walter. Thank you very much. And I'm also up for a international award, which will be announced this week. So well, you can fingers tell, crossed. Tell us, about, tell us about that in a second. Uh, Ashley Mack is also joining Over the Back Fence. Ash was born in Ipswich and he's, look, he's got some strange scars from growing up in Ebervale. He was the first voice on <laughs> QFM in 1990, still a media tart, and he is a small business owner. Welcome, Ash. And I'm up for a Suburban Award, <laughs> that idiot down the road. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, Walter, before we get to uh, what we had lined up, lined up to uh, talk about, uh, tell us about this international award you've entered. Yeah, well, there's a, a thing called One Voice uh, USA Awards, and uh, they have a, a conference. It's a physical conference taking place in Dallas, Texas this week. And uh, I submitted a commercial that I'd recorded um, and and voiced, and uh, here we are. I became a nominee in the top six in the world to be uh, included in Best International VoiceOver Performance. Well, How cool is that? I'm Pretty sure, thrilled. Yes, I'm sure we wish you all the best. And look, yeah, Ash, you. you're not a stranger to overseas voiceovers either. No, we used to do quite a lot of those for uh, Vegas and Audi, their cars and all that sort of stuff. At one point, I was the Aussie voice of Vegas. Worked that one out. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep scratching our heads on that one. But now, yeah. now on to Over the Back Fence. And last mm-hmm. month, we were scratching our heads about what was galvanised. Uh, either of you had seen signs around town and we didn't know what it was. But now we do. Walter, what well, do you think we of... we sort of do. <laughs> well, yeah. well, no, it's going to be good. I think Walter's on top of it. What, what do you think, Walter? Yeah. Oh, look, I love... The idea of another festival. I don't think we can have enough of them, can we? No, I don't think so. In fact, I've even got a uh, hoodie with galvanised printed on it right now. I'm wearing it. If this was only television, (laughs) we would see it. But what is interesting about this festival, it's 100% driven by community groups Mm. with council coordinating it and promoting it. So normally, an individual community group wouldn't have an advertising budget. So it's a very clever idea of Mm. partnerships and stakeholders, if I can use a couple of cliches, uh, Mm. coming together to create a festival. There's a whole heap of information online. There's open days and nights, wood crafting and blacksmithing, uh, quilt and craft, exhibitions, a a torchlight and RAF aviation heritage tour. Of course, the Workshops Rail Museum is involved and there's going to be pop-up performances, haunted tours... (laughs) 
at a oh, moonshine yes. theatre. What are they going to Walter's place? <laughs> <laughs> so, from being dummies last month, I think uh, we're all pretty happy with galvanised. I'm yeah. well. I'll be dipped. Galvanised, dipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. If you have to explain the joke, Ash. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a bit technical. Well, let's move on to population growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's time for state and federal governments to step up with some decent funding because the city's population is not going to slow down, really. It, no. It's it's kind of unrelenting in a good way. Um, if you were to pick some priorities for the state and feds to chip in some money, what would you do? Let's start with you, Ash. I'd go for it. We, we, I, we've got a fairly good bus service, but you can always tell a great town by its, its transport infrastructure, mm-hmm. right? And we're getting to the stage now where, like, we're going to be the size of the Gold Coast and – we're needing a transport infrastructure as good as they've got. Indeed. And that transport infrastructure for us is the backbone, that rail line from Ipswich Central to Springfield mm. Central. So people can go either way. The Walt? loop would be great. Yeah. What are your mm. priorities, Walt? Yeah. Infrastructure for one. You totally agree with Ashley on that one. Um, and I, I think we need to have in place a lot of other elements of other types of infrastructure that are going to uh, accommodate the the growth. We're talking 1,600 people uh, increase in the last month or something ridiculous. And But, you know, it's nearly a quarter of a million people in Ipswich City now, which is massive. Now, when, it's, it's, it, when you actually do the balance, would it would it be right to say that there's more and more people going in from Springfield, Renbank Plains, Spring Mountain, Ripley, that sort of area? Well, if we look at the uh, latest That's the numbers, breakdown. Yeah, you pretty yeah, much you, nailed you, it. You th- you th- but there's also some g- substantial growth still in uh, Collingwood Park, Bellbird Park, mm-hmm. uh, Deebing Heights is a big one, and of course Ripley Valley uh, is is just going to keep going through the roof. Isn't Ripley going mm-hmm. off? Yeah, it really. Yeah, my is. wife's getting some podiatry work done down at Ripley at the moment, so I know <laughs> I have to drive there every week <laughs> to get those feet sorted. <laughs> Uh, and and Ripley's just huge. It used to be a backwater. It was a nice little rural area, but not anymore. Well, after being identified all those years ago, and all the all the planning that was done, as you, as they say, it takes longer to plan than to actually build. Now we're seeing the results of all that planning. Mm. And look, not everyone is a fan of growth, but uh, people have got to live somewhere. So Ipswich has put its hand up, courtesy of the state government, deeming that the the councils in southeast Queensland have to take a certain amount of population. Yeah. Well, uh, can I give a free plug, by the way, yeah. boys, to Mum's well, um, Bakery at Ripley? <laughs> Some of the <laughs> finest baked goods you'll ever taste. You are our you are our gourmet specialist there, Walt. <laughs> so we'll we'll happily take that recommendation on board. On to something more serious now, and that's the state government inquiry into the Triple C sacking of uh, Logan City Councillors. Now, while the inquiry is all about Logan, there are implications for Ipswich, and we've seen that uh, those sacked Ipswich councillors in the media this week have made a submission to the inquiry. We won't get too much into the nitty-gritty there, but what we will talk about is the pendulum swinging perhaps too far the other way in favour of vexatious complaints and whinges. How do you see this whole process? Because we've got to include the Triple C, the Office of Independent Assessor, especially after the recent revelations in the Fassifern Guardian and Tribune. Queensland has two very powerful bodies where people can lodge complaints. How do they sort the wheat from the chaff? Walter, you go first. Well, for a start, I'd like to say that I think these councillors themselves have 
grounds, very valid grounds to stand on for this uh, after being called a toxic culture and everything else. And then all the charges dropped. So maybe we have gone way too far in the other direction because we're ruining people's reputations, their mental health, their financial need. All of that is being destroyed by vexatious people. And just to clarify what you've said there, we're talking about those people who weren't charged. There are many people who weren't charged. And mm. look, and it's fair fair go for the people who've done wrong, have been charged, oh, they're yes. paying the price for it now, not, not, quibbling, about, not quibbling about that. But no. there, there was a hell of a lot of uh, collateral damage, as we it, say. There was, wasn't there? Mm. And Ash, that's the unfortunate part. Do you think there was a little bit too much passion running around at the at the time? There were so many people who were passionately against um, some of the people in council that they actually made a lot of noise and sort of uh, created an unstable environment to try and judge. Well, there's there's a turning point. I think it was the 2016 local government election, mm-hmm. and shortly after, in probably the week after the election, you had a a coalition of failed candidates who were very vocal and they were just unrelenting and they couldn't win through the ballot box. So they used methods that were available to them, uh, mm-hmm. that, which was the triple C, uh, to whinge and complain. And then the turning point, I think, was when the uh, former MP, Rob Pine, uh, tabled a whole stack of papers in Parliament, uh, mm-hmm. much of it, um, in my humble opinion, uh, a work of fiction. There may have been one or two facts in there that were correct, and of course, that created that created the, the momentum, and then it went from there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. As I say, sometimes when you, when you run for election, all you do is draw a uh, a target on your forehead. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll just watch with interest that that inquiry is continuing uh, into the Triple C as we record over the back fence today. And is I think. Streamed? It is live stream from Queensland uh, Parliament website, and I think there's going to be a lot of stories uh, that are yet to hit the media uh, to come out of this hearing because it's basically from nine thirty to five every day, and I think today is day four or five. Wow! Uh, so there's uh, there's a lot going on there. If you are interested. Mm. It's time to move on to sport because we love sport on Over the Back Fence. Walter, what's the latest on the Jets' bid to enter the NRL? What are they doing? The latest news, apart from the fact that we're not actually Ipswich Jets, we're we're Brisbane Jets. But uh, based here. But based here, but playing at Suncorp Stadium for the next 10 years if we get the nod Mm -hmm. uh, because there's basically no stadium to play in. But you've got to bear in mind all of this was part of the Brisbane Olympic bid in the first place, that we would have a stadium North Ipswich across yes. the river. Yes. There will be this brilliant stadium. That is part of the bid. So it will happen, um, but you've just got to hold your breath for the next 10 years. But in the meantime, we're talking about the NRL 17th team, and a lot of people are saying, is it necessary, is it not necessary? Uh, there's a lot of support for it, especially locally, uh, to have the Brisbane Jets, but they're up against some pretty strong opposition in the Brisbane Firehawks and the Redcliffe Dolphins. The Dolphins especially, very strong political backing there in that part of the world for the 2023-24 competition. Uh, But I guess what's got to go in our favour, we've talked about it earlier, uh, in some ways it works against Ipswich, in some ways it works for us, and that is our booming population growth. 
That's and I think if the process. NRL if the NRL serious, they've mm. got to consider what the Lions have done with Springfield Central. They're going to be based there. Yes, the women mm. are going to play their games there, and they're going to get a lot of media attention. So, to me, the NRL needs to select the Jets to balance the Western Corridor. Totally agree. Oh, very clever, very strategic. I like that. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm talking through my hat or not, but it, uh, <laughs> it sounded good. We wait for Peter Volandi's decision on this. Indeed. And we'll keep on sport for a minute because our golden girl, Ash Barty, has won the Cincinnati Open. How good is she? Oh, that girl is just amazing. Like, I, there is not a person on this planet who doesn't think Ash Barty walks on water. <laughs> there was a bit of a glitch at the Olympics, but we'll forgive Ash for that because it was yeah. very hot. In fact, the first night I watched a play, it must yeah. have been so hot in Tokyo that when there was quiet between the commentators talking, all you could hear were the night insects like it was the middle of summer here. Oh, yes. So, yes, yeah. it, it was it was terribly hot and oppressive to play in. So we'll was forgive that, Ash. Was that the night insects or the COVID coughs? <laughs> no, that was the insects, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> the summer insects of Tokyo. So we wish you well in the US Open. Mm. Yes, indeed. And I think we could stage our own Ipswich Open at the McClurg Tennis Tournament, couldn't <laughs> we? Oh, no, I'm not going to clean. I've got enough branches across that thing. I'm not going to clean that thing up again. So that's, uh, that means that Ash has a tennis court that's not being used. No, <laughs> no. Look at, look at the shape of me. I can't run from one end to the other. <laughs> but didn't she? De- she destroyed her opponent in Cincinnati. Yes. It was huge. Mm. Uh, her fifth win of the season for, for 2021, and she did it in straight sets, six three six one against someone who was no slacker, Jill Teichman. I mean, like, really. She hasn't lost a set. Since the Olympics, has she? She did, in that tournament. She didn't drop a set yeah, for the entire set, tournament, yeah. right? That's which amazing. Is, which really does say U.S. Open, watch out. Yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed for that. Mm. Now, just for fun, we're going to do something totally different. I got a note from Westmorton <laughs> Health this week, who run the Ipswich Hospital, and they're going to run a competition about naming, and get this, a crane, because the new acute mental health unit is being built, uh, it's been levelled now, and it's next to the multi-level car park there, uh, opposite the hospital. So they want us to help name the crane. So I well, thought, this is, well, this... I've got the brains trust of Ipswich here. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got no idea what to call a Using crane. Using that term loosely. <laughs> it's not a new thing. It is not a new thing. When the crane was up, when they were building the $64 million extension to St Andrews, yes, I was forever picking up from Kindy my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And we had to have a name for that crane. Oh, because, because your, grand, your granddaughter wanted a name. Yeah, well, the reason she would say, she would call it Cranky Crane. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> no, you know where that comes from, don't you? Cranky cranky Granddad? No, Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, of course. Right. Sorry, I'm too old for that, yes. I know. You, and more, you need more grandkids. But that, that, that one was called Cranky Crane. Maybe we'll need a new name for this one, but it's not an unusual thing. Oh, and I think it's a great idea, actually. All right. Well, have you got a name for it, Ash? No. <laughs> I no idea. I think I'll ask my granddaughter. Okay, do that. Do that. Put in the entry. All the details are on the uh, Westmorton Health website. Walter, I know you've given this very serious consideration. I have. We're talking about the 80-metre-high crane, right? Yeah. You can see it. I saw it the other day. I was uh, out walking my dog at, at uh, the Lions Lookout, looking back towards the city, and I thought, that needs a name. And then you come up with this on the agenda. <laughs> so I've come up with Frasier. Oh, oh. Frasier oh, Crane. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, 
That's pretty good, I got to say. It's pretty good at defraser cranium. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was. Come on. <laughs> Look, Actually, I'm- they're amazing things. Do you remember the lot when the one that was used for the council building was put up? Mm-hmm. That we had a nice little time with that because my son was an electrician for the company that put the lights in. He was the one who put those lights up the crane. Oh wow! And we'd be driving into the shop in the morning in yeah. the dark, and yeah. there those lights there. We say, "Oh, our son did that." It's- yeah. Oh, well, you had, a, fa- you, had, that, you had a family connection to it. Yeah, family connection to the council <laughs> chambers, yes. It's good. I was dining Saturday night in, in Brisbane on the river there at Joey's, mm. uh, and you you look at the cranes in the Brisbane skylight, mm. and it's beautiful at night because, like you were saying, they they light them up. They put mm. the, the lights all along, and if we can do more of that in Ipswich without cranes, that'll mm. look fantastic oh, too. The more, cranes, the more cranes, the better. Well, well that's it. Let's hope Frazier gets some lights on it. Uh, Walt Nash and uh, and lights up. I think we've got a winning name. I there. think I think we have. Yeah. <laughs> I think the competition's closed. <laughs> hey, look on that happy note. Thanks, Ash. Thanks, Walt. And we'll do it again next month over the back fence. Ciao, ciao. Ipswich today is supported by Kinetics. People-powered web hosting, trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music Podcasts. Or play Ipswich Today from smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.